Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Now this week's episode is gonna be a little bit different to what I usually hit for you guys. Um, And I I wanted to intentionally do this because I wanted to hit like a real-time thought download as things are coming through because it's been a really big weekend um, of celebrations for me as a business owner. And I wanted to enter this podcast in kind of like a really unfiltered, uncurated, just let it go with what is coming up. Um, Because that's intentionally something that I'm working on myself this year is to just fucking say what I want to say, put my thoughts out there, put my opinions out there, put my experiences out there, um, regardless of really what anyone else is saying or thinking or doing, um, and just really being true to me and my experiences. So that's exactly what I want to do with this episode today, um, because it is driven by a massive milestone for me. So yeah, a little bit of context. So yesterday um, it was the anniversary, so four-year anniversary of my gym HQ at Barbell Babes Brigade here in Melbourne. So we turned four and I want to land some stuff today around what the last year has been like, um, you know, what lessons have come up, what experiences come up and just let anything come through for you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I have no idea what I'm really gonna, really want going to get out, but that's the the beauty of doing something like this is it's a surprise to me and hopefully you guys get some stuff from it. So yesterday um, on our four year anniversary, we celebrated what's called our lifting parties. Um, and these are a, an opportunity for our ladies in our community to test their strength and to test their max lifts in squat bench deadlift. And we had yesterday, we had 26 ladies lifting and multiple ladies all spotting, volunteering, cheering, just being the most amazing hype girls alongside the ladies lifting. And we go through and they test their attempts for those lifts. And it was a lifting party number 11 for us. So we usually do two to three a year. Um, But because of COVID, this was the first one uh, in 2021. But also been it's been 12 months since the last one. So it was just so fucking amazing to be back in this environment and be back doing these days because 
they're really like they're just such pivotal days in our community because it's really something for our ladies to train for and we had a combination of ladies that had never done a lifting party before so newer ladies to our community and then ladies that are competitors with powerlifting doing lifting parties and ladies that have been here for years also lifting and and supporting and it was just insane fun um I say this every time we have a lifting party but yesterday was just oh fuck it was like the way that I'm yeah the way that I think I can explain it the most is that it was just felt the rightest that it's ever felt um I just when I think about explaining it it was just I could breathe and take like a breath of fresh air at the ladies that we have in our community. Um, one of uh, my other ladies that trains here who's been in our community for five years, she came up to me and she said, she just goes, our community feels tighter than ever. Our community just feels, she literally said, drama free. And it feels so supportive. She's like, you know, there's new faces. And then there's all of our girls that have been here the longest, but it just felt amazing. And yesterday was, oh man, the, it was like so loud. The ladies were cheering. It was just exactly how we would want to celebrate our birthday of being here for four years. So with that being said, um, you know, 2021 for everyone was um, a bit of a fucking shit show. And as a gym owner here in Melbourne, we were closed down for obviously eight months. Um, I did do an earlier podcast around my experiences during lockdown um, and my experiences as a business owner over 2020. So I'm not going to go into heaps of that kind of detail. But I want to talk about like what is coming into my head now as I sit and think about four years. And I'm literally sitting in my gym right now. Um, it's a Sunday here in Melbourne. I don't usually record my podcast in my gym. Um, but I've done that because also another big thing that's happened for me personally is my mum. We relocated my mum from overseas from New Zealand so a big international relocation to Australia to live with us until she settles so I've been kicked out of my office <laughs> so I'm recording here in HQ but it feels so right to be recording this podcast when I've just got my own space to sit and look around um, but anyway um, I will probably go off on tangents now 2020 uh, shit show but also not a shit show for me I honestly think that 2020 was a year that I needed to live as a business owner and 2020 was a year that you know that you know what's the saying or whoever says this or the you know you learn so much from your challenges and 2020 was a year that I just grew so much as a business owner and so much as a boss so much as a leader that I'm like I can look back at 2020 and say, not glad that it happened. That's not really the right word, but I'm really thankful, grateful. Grateful gets overused a lot, but I'm just, yeah, like I'm really thankful that 2020 happened because it's taught me a lot of stuff around business ownership that I really don't think I would have learned um, without going through that difficult year and also the difficulty of running a business for f like a gym for four years. So I've been in the industry for um, eight years now, gym owner for four years. And every year that I stay open as a gym um, and the gym, you know, the gym stays open and continues to thrive, every, every year like poses different challenges, different issues, different struggles. And, you know, that's the point of like living and going through challenges, right? Like when you live through something, it feels fucking horrible in the moment. But when you're on the other side 
obviously you look back and you're like, oh my God, it can feel silly to think about what it was or how much turmoil that it caused you. But that's the whole point of growth is you have to go through those really hard parts so that when you look on the other side, you're like, oh my God, it felt like my earth was shattering when I was in it. But now I can look back and go, oh, well, it was actually not that bad. But you know, when you go through these challenges, you have to go through these challenges to learn these depths of yourself that you didn't you didn't know existed and every year has been like that as a gym owner so you know if I think about the first year the first year was oh fuck like I I think like the first the first thoughts and that's literally what I'm going to try and go with today is the first thoughts that are coming to my head as I'm just exploring the first year was so hard on so many different levels because professionally it was like the biggest thing that I've jumped into in my career but also personally I had so much going on like I just got married um I was pregnant when I opened the gym and then I obviously had a newborn in my first year of gym ownership. So I think about like the first year as just this blur of like personal, professional, everything. It was like every thrown, everything thrown into a washing machine and set on like the biggest fucking like speed you can do and going, come on, bitch, like see if you can fucking survive this. Um, and so the first year was like, it wasn't a blur. I definitely remember so much from it, but it felt like there was something coming from like left, right and center, you know, being a new mum. Oh, like for the first time and last time, might I add, um, being a new mum, being a gym owner, it was just lots of new things at once. And I look back on the first year as like one of the hardest years financially, Um, And one of the hardest years as like personally because I was becoming a new mother and a new wife. So the first year, the lessons and and the stuff that are coming to me as I'm um, downloading these thoughts for you is that, you know, I wanted so much for my community and so much for my ladies when we opened. But I really was just, I was giving too much like not necessarily giving too much actually it's the wrong way to say it but I was trying to do too many things that costed too much and too many things that didn't necessarily need to be there because I wanted to give them a fucking plus like I wanted to give everything the gold standard the best I could in the first year and it really shot me in the foot like I had too many staff when I first opened which really cost me a lot um And I never, like, I didn't necessarily question what could have been done cheaper or alternatively. I was just like, take me to the top dollar, take me to the best option, sign me up for all that. And of course, I don't, I don't think I would change anything. Like, well, no, actually, like, yes, if I go back, I would definitely change some stuff. But like, looking back now, I can see why I went through it. And I'm happy that I made the decisions because that's the best that I knew at that moment in time. But one of the biggest lessons was like, saying to myself now because I do this now what is an alternative option are there different options that still give the same outcomes but might be cheaper might be more streamlined might be different and although they might not seem like the best option or the best decision when you first choose it they are still just as good and I think with my first year I was too like ego driven to wanting the best for everyone that I did sacrifice a lot of stuff that probably didn't need to be sacrificed like it didn't need to have the best of everything um you know we didn't have to sacrifice a lot of our stuff at home for just the top dollar for everything so that's one thing I look back now going you know what I definitely could have like as accountants say trim the fat a lot more on expenses um trim the fat on like things that I was purchasing for our community and our ladies 
but I just wanted everything to be like the absolute fucking best. But at the end of the day, like I don't have to have everything that was brand spanking new and I could have definitely cut down on staff, but I just wanted to have options for everyone. And that's something that I definitely would have changed from my first year. Um, now in saying that as I was a first mom, a first time mom and I opened the gym in March and I was like six months pregnant. So you know, the first year I was literally with a newborn. Um, if I didn't have the team to help with obviously all the coaching hours, like I don't know how the fuck I would have got through the first year of motherhood and also having a business. So it is like goods and good and bad on both sides. Um, but that's definitely something is I would have cut down my staff. I would have cut down my expenses. I would have questioned myself a lot more, looked at different alternatives, different options to like, fucking save some money because it's so much different going from like a container working in a commercial gym you're paying what $330 is that what it is now yeah it's like $330 per week and although you know that does seem really really high for a weekly income you at least sorry yeah a weekly rental that you pay to a commercial gym like you know that that's it and it's very contained you go in you do your thing and you're out um, whereas when you're obviously owning a gym, there's just so many different things that are constantly coming up. So as I look back on the first year, that's definitely the shit that's coming through. Um, second and third, like <laughs> I go from like first year to fourth year. Well, first year to 2020. So living through the third year because the third year of business ownership was through a lockdown. Um, and that's the stuff that's kind of coming to my lens and coming through to my conscious as I'm speaking through this episode. This last year, um, I think the biggest things that I learned from 2020 was how hard it is to have a team. Um, oh, so what I mean by that is I fucking love having a team. Okay, so I know that when I think about what I do, so I obviously run a gym, have a community that is fucking my everything. I think about my staff as well and the reason that I have my staff in my business on the contracts that they're on, on the opportunities that they get, on the hours that they run is because I want to give people options in the fitness industry because when you get into the fitness industry, I definitely think that, you know, you go in and you think that it's like there's a certain trajectory of like what coaches think is going to happen. So meaning you go into a commercial gym or some sort of gym you obviously start out as a sole trader. Um, you first kind of milestones is to get fully booked. You know, then you can start to leverage and go and do lots of different models like semi-private, online training, all that kind of stuff. Next kind of trajectory is to like hire a coach um, or expand to like admin team or something like that. Next kind of trajectory is to like then potentially look at another space if that's for you. And I think that that's kind of commonplace of what coaches think has to happen in the fitness industry. Whereas it's okay if you don't want to have a staff member or admin staff or have your own space. But I think that people think that that's the next milestone and they have to keep chasing for stuff like that. But having been in the industry, I just, I just noticed that there is so many options like you can be an online trainer you can have your own gym you can be a face-to-face trainer you can work for a boutique type gym like my facility um you can work for a commercial gym as a club trainer although that's pretty much gone you can work for like you know boot camp type things there's just lots of different options and one thing that really it just makes me sad is that there's a lot of people that work in the fitness industry that don't think 
that they can make a career or like have a full lifestyle out of the fitness industry. So meaning they, you know, can't have some weekends off, they can't go on holiday, they can't, you know, like build their future for like build their, their, yeah, build their future now for like retirement or build a family and, and have their own home and do all these like, you know, quintessential things that people in corporate jobs or, you know, people that are on contracts outside of the fitness industry, like I think that they feel like they can't do those type of things. And it makes me really sad that our fitness industry doesn't support that. And so that's why it's so important for me as a business owner to have those things in place because I just, it sucks. Like it sucks that, you know, you don't, you don't have a lot of those things or you don't get taught a lot a lot of those things around how to set up your future when you get into your certification and of course if you're a sole trader a business owner that's up to you to like sort it out right like it's up to you to put money aside for your tax for your superannuation for wealth building and all that kind of shit but even though it's up to you like it's it's shit that you don't get taught it when you do your certifications it's not even a lens that you get open when you're going through these things and there's not even a lens that gets open and going, well, you know, you're doing your cert three and four, but it doesn't have to be a sole trader. That's what you go and do. How about you have a look and going at working with someone else in their gym? Um, and I just think there needs to be more talk about options in the fitness industry. So that's why I do what I do with what I offer to my staff, not because it's like they fucking deserve it. I mean, they do deserve it, but it's just like, it should be fucking commonplace in the industry as an option. And I'm not saying that every business has to operate this way because it's, like I question it all the time because it's really expensive to run it this way. Um, but at the same time, like I can see how it benefits my staff so much. Now, massive tangent coming back to what I was talking about. Biggest lessons for 2020 is that it's so hard to run run a team. It's so hard to have staff. Um, and like I question, I question it all the time because when it's just you yourself as a sole trader, you know, you're making the decisions. You don't have to like spend the time to teach someone else. You don't have to like check up on what's going on. You don't have to make sure service quality level and all of that kind of stuff is delivered to your standards or what you're wanting to do. And I think sometimes when people are wanting to get staff or they already have staff is that a staff member will take longer to do what you usually do, right? Because it's in your head. You're the sole trader. You're the, you're the visionary. You've created it. And it can be really frustrating to go, oh, I have to spend X, Y, Z time to teach someone how to do it so that they can do it in the future. And that's like, that can be really, really frustrating. Um, and, you know, the, the biggest thing with staff is that, especially with 2020, like my staff were on, they were working and serving our community throughout the lockdown. And they were also going through their own personal stuff as we all were through the lockdown. You know, I was running a business, I was running a team, I was dealing with my own thoughts around being in lockdown and then having to show up as a leader and show up as someone that was, you know, making decisions for 90 people. Um, and so through 2020 that was one of the biggest fucking challenges for me was helping to make sure that my staff could continue to serve and be there as coaches for our community but also make sure that they were okay personally because if they weren't okay then they weren't in a position to then step up and help you know help our community um and during 2020 
fuck, I had two new staff members that were had started or were new. So we went into lockdown in March um, and I had my gym manager start in February. Um, we didn't have any idea that a lockdown was going to come. And I had been wanting to hire a gym manager for so long. Like it was such a big goal of mine is to finally put someone in that type of role in a full-time salary. Um, and I was so excited to finally get the best person to be in that position in that position and then lockdown happened and you know starting a new job is hard in general right but like starting a new job and then having to navigate and help me run a community through a lockdown fucking difficult so I also had another staff member start like fully in lockdown um one of my coaches had to finish up um you know it wasn't working out for her which is fine and she needed to go and do what she needed to do and it meant that I needed to get a new staff member during a lockdown and honestly it was so fucking difficult um and yeah like hiring during a a lockdown was hard we couldn't see people face to face and then bringing someone into a business that had to pivot so much like it was like teaching someone a whole way to do their job and then when we came out of lockdown it was like oh we've got to learn everything all over again so staff in 2020 was so difficult because they just were like trying so hard and they were doing such an amazing job but at the same time they were dealing with their stuff during lockdown just like I was during lockdown and it's really cemented to me like that I don't want to have a big staff like I don't want to have a big team so let me kind of preface that um so the community that I run we are a pretty small gym we are at capacity in our facility now which is fucking awesome because that's been a goal that we've obviously been trying to work towards as a gym um and we've got a, a, a like our, our community is made up of like 80 women okay and we've got a team of five two full-time coaches and myself who coaches a little bit so we have actually a really small community and I've deliberately done that. And 2020 also highlighted to me so much why I have built like built the business through this business model. So for me, I believe and I just want to have a gym and a community in which I fucking know the people that are in my home, right? I don't want to have a gym that's like hundreds of people that I don't know who the fuck this person is. So with that being said, you know, that means that our price tags are higher. Our, um, our like our business models, our, our services that we offer are set a certain way. Um, we have ladies in our facility multiple times per week. We are not like a high volume, low cost facility because I just don't fucking want that. Like I don't personally feel comfortable not knowing someone in my business and I'm not saying I have to know everything about them but I want to know every single person's name I want to know what they do I want to know like who they are as people so that's fully cemented and 2020 was such a good um like it just really highlighted why I have these particular programs in place as opposed to like that lower price point and also the community like they banded together during COVID um you know we know I know that for so many of our ladies in our community we were the fucking we were the rock for them and I just am so proud that myself and my team could provide that to our community during that time and you know because we're so like tight the community is so supportive the numbers that we have people know each other in their sessions when we were doing our pivot we're doing all of our online sessions 
if we just had like 10, 20 people logging into these Zooms, like what the fuck is that for me? Like that's nothing, right? But we were having, you know, five people in a Zoom and you could still go ahead and have a bit of time to chat, whatever. Coaches could individually help every single person in those sessions. And it just 2020 cemented to me that I, I am on the right track for me. And I've always questioned like, you know, my price tag and if I should be making changes on my model, if I should make changes to the services that I offer. But 2020 fully fucking cemented it to me that, you know, it might be different to what other gyms are doing. It might be different to a different price tag. Um, But at the end of the fucking day, it's in line with my values. It's in line with my mission. It's in line with what I wanted to create. And those people that want to be in our community will understand it and they do. And that's why when I said earlier in this podcast, like our community is just like, it's just better than ever. And it's so, it just feels so right. The ladies that we have in our community, you know, we had a bit of a shift through as we came back from COVID. And of course it's always, it's sad to see certain people go because you spend so much time with them, especially during a traumatic time like 2020. But as I sit here and think about the ladies that we welcomed on the back of that, uh, I can just see why we had that sift through because the ladies that are coming through now and that are in our community, they are just the most gorgeous human beings ever. And they're so fucking just supportive and, and fit our ethos of what we do here. So that was a big thing for 2020 is that it really cemented that what we do with our service level is spot on for me. And even even if I question, am I doing the right thing for my community? Am I doing the right thing to keep my space open? Yes, it's not always about profit. It's about purpose for me. Like purpose drives profit. And whenever I am making decisions out of my values and making decisions out of like what's important to me, my values, my business's values and my community values, then I can't be fucking wrong. I'm wrong and I'm on the wrong fucking track when I'm looking and going grass is greener somewhere else. So that was a big, big wake up call for me is going, Ro, you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. And of course, some people will question it. Some people will go, but that's okay. Because, you know, the saying, one door closes and another door opens. And that's definitely what's happened for us. So that was a big one. Um, Now back to staff. Um, That was the kind of context is that we are a community that's not like hundreds of people. And I never want that. Um, And that's also with my staff. I don't want to have like 10 plus staff members I just I don't want to have people that I kind of know and like know a little bit and just kind of come in because this is like an extension of me BBB my business my gym is created from my brain my vision my thoughts it's fucking tattooed on me I have my I have BBB's logo tattooed on my fucking right thigh because blood sweat and tears is like I created this place out of every piece of human that I am and I don't want to have 10 plus fucking coaches or staff members coming in and like I don't know them like they are they are walking into my home they're walking into like my life and my heart and I want to have that like that space to share with them and vice versa. And for me, like I've got a team of, um, we're a team of five in total, including myself. And that's a good number. I'll definitely have like one to two more staff members, but I don't, I'm not here for just having lots of people for the sake of it. I'm here for having quality, mutual respect, relationships, conversation, and just tight knit community work because that's what feels right for me. So 2020 showed me that, you know what, you've always, you have not wanted a big team and 
2020 showed you that row is that you can't handle a lot of people in your staff management um, because of the um, like the type of leadership that you want to like you want to give to your team and the type of opportunities that you want to do to your team um, you can't have heaps of people and just on a side note like I remember when I first opened HQ um, I had this vision that I was going to have like two to three gyms in um, Australia um and like I've known this for the last like two two and a half years that it's only ever going to be one now um like running a gym is fucking difficult but more so like running a community and running like the human beings and and you know being involved with human beings that's hard and I always knew that like the last two and a half years I've always known it's it's only going to be one gym like that goal is fucking revisited because you're not going to have two to three gyms and that that cemented you know the amount of people that I have in my community and the amount of staff members because we're only going to do one gym and we're doing one gym that's true to us as opposed to lots of gyms for the fucking sake of it because when I did get into the industry and open a gym you know I wanted to be like the leading authority and I wanted to be have all of these gyms and it was very much driven out of ego but like the longer I stay in the industry like I just can't be fucked for it like this is my life this is what I do 24 seven. And I was explaining this to some of my mentoring ladies the other day. Like I'm I, in my head, I feel like, like I refer to myself as like a lifer. Like I am 33 going on 34 this year and I'm not in this for another one to two years. I'm in this for my fucking life. And because of that, I'm going to make decisions, although they might take longer. My goals might, you know, might take 12 months longer than predicted whatever but that's okay because I'm not in it for a hard and fast time and I'm in it for life and I want to make sure that I'm enjoying my days as opposed to living every week waiting for the weekend because I'm fucking burnt out um and that was 2020 showed that for me like it doesn't a pandemic ain't gonna stop me in fact it's gonna burn my shit brighter um and I'm just gonna keep doing this over and over again so yeah um now one other thing that's just coming through is I'm looking um I'm looking down um over the balcony in my gym is that I read something it was either was it today no it was yesterday I was reading a book and it was talking about a roller coaster as a business owner and I was like fuck the roller coaster like fuck being on the roller coaster because the roller coaster gives you fucking like so fucking anxious so stressed out you're sweating bullets you're like adrenaline is going so fucking hard and then once you've hit that roller coaster you come off the roller coaster and you feel like shit because you've been on such a massive high and now your body is like leveling out to like homeostasis and your fight or flight response is coming back down and I was like I was reading about how it was saying you know business is a roller coaster and I was just reading I was like fuck the roller coaster I don't I'm not on a fucking roller coaster get me off this shit I haven't been on a roller coaster I mean 2020 was a fucking roller coaster that I couldn't control so I had to go with it but I don't like to think about business ownership as a roller coaster I like to think about business ownership as going with the ebbs and flows because if I am riding a roller coaster fucking constantly, just like being on a roller coaster, my fight or flight response is on and then off. My stress response is on and then off. My highs are so fucking high that the crashes are so low. And I'm just not fucking up for it. Like, I'm 33 years old with a fucking child that's like, like it was four, almost four year old. I'm a grown ass woman who's married to a man who she's been with for 12 years. I've got 
you know, a family, I've got friends, I've got a community that I'm leading. I can't be fucking dealing with this highs and lows. I'm getting too old for that shit. And I just, I just don't subscribe to the hustle. I don't subscribe to the roller coaster life. I subscribe to like putting one fucking foot in front of the other, moving the needle forward every fucking day, chugging along. And if shit doesn't get done in one day, is it going to break the bank? Is it someone going to get hurt? Is my business going to fall over? No. Well, then fucking go to sleep, get up and pick up your shit the next day and do the things that you didn't do the day before. But guess what? Things will get done. That's what I fucking subscribe to. And you can't really put that on a fucking quote card, can you? But like, that's it. (laughs) I legitimately subscribe to small steps, small steps every day you know, what's the best thing that you can do today to drive your business forward? What's the best thing that you can do today that's in line with your values? What's the best thing that you can do today as a good fucking human being? Do that. And if you don't do everything on your fucking to-do list, then boo fucking who, you can do it tomorrow. Like, I'm just, I'm out. Like, roller coaster out. And that's 2020 showed me that, right? Like, 2020 was so much of a roller coaster emotionally. There was just fuck like we all lived through it right it was just awful like it was awful to feel it at days and then on other days when I was in the roller coaster of Rona there were some days where I was like fuck I'm so lucky I'm creating this new program I'm speaking and mentoring with clients like I get to still have my connection with my lady so it was like there was so much roller coaster days that as I'm sitting here and we turned four yesterday and ever since we came back out of lockdown, I've been like, I definitely have been more chill. And actually, this is this is me just fucking getting a reflection right now. Um, I there was when I'm like on the floor, right? There's been instances where prior to prior to Rona, um, would be plate loading. Okay, you know, plate loading on the bar, and you'd put a five on. Like, let's just say you're lifting. You know, you're lifting sixty kilos on the bar. You did 40 kilos, uh, 40 kilo squat, I call 15 next warm up, chuck fives on each side. And then you're like, cool, normally take off the 10, take off the fives, chuck on 20s, 60 kilos. Fuck, I've been like lazy gal loading coming in back into Rona. And I just keep saying when people are like, oh, my, my eyes can't do that. I just can't do that. I'm like, chuck on another pair of five, fuck it. If that's your end, end weight. And I'm like, Rona fucking changed me. Because I say to myself, we fucking lifted at home, picking up, I fucking lifted with an LPG bottle, I did push presses with an LPG bottle at one point, if I could fucking get a shoulder pump with an LPG bottle above my head, who gives a fuck about putting two five kilo plates and doing some awful plate loading, honestly, (laughs) and that's just what I think about when we're doing stuff now, and this is why I am so thankful for Rona, because Rona just showed me to not sweat the small fucking stuff. Like there are people setting records, lifting max loads in a commercial gym with fucking bumping plates and like, you know, tying shit to the end so plates don't fall off. Who gives a fuck? Like we did some crazy shit at home, right? We lifted and put cans of baked beans in pots to load up. We had people deadlifting like bags on each side of them. They were like people, you know, just doing some real random shit. And if we're going to plate load a little messy at times because we can't be fucked getting the 20s because they feel so heavy, who cares? And that's what has, I think, really, really reflected how 
I have changed so much since Rona as a business owner, since coming back. Like we returned back into the gym in November. What are we now? November, December, January, February, March. So what, like five months? I know that I'm just more chill um, or just like go, huh, if things happen. Because we got through Rona, we pivoted like bitches in Rona and I can ride the, you know, the highs, the lows, but I don't want to be putting myself into stress responses 24-7 because it's just not fucking worth it. So instead of being like that, I am going to ride it. I'm going to be in the ebbs and flows. I'm going to let the problems wash over me. If they are life-threatening, if they are, you know, people are on their asses and they are immediate, you know, things that need to happen straight away, I will jump into gear and do what I need to do. But if they're not life-threatening, if they can wait tomorrow and I can go to sleep and put my head on the pillow and sleep fine at night, then I'm going to do that. And I want you to think about that as a business owner as well. Like, are you are you sweating the small stuff? Are you riding a fucking Rona coaster? Um, and that's been such a big thing for me since Rona is going, fuck, I'm out. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm off that ride. I don't want to be on the Rona coaster anymore. Um, and, you know, coming into like eight years being in the fitness industry, it's hard and fast. There's just so much shit always happening. There's so much noise. And I just, I can't be fucked listening to the monkey chatter. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do and stay in my bubble and, you know, get out of my bubble if I feel like I need some, like, you know, human contact outside of our beautiful, our beautiful space. But this, this place, this community, like my life, it fulfills everything that I ever need. I'm I can die happy if I if if I if I were to pass now and if anything were to happen I I know I'm achieving the goals that I have and achieving the milestones that I want like this is it this is my fucking peak I'm at the top of the mountain and I don't give a fuck like just unsubscribe me to that bullshit unsubscribe me to roller coaster unsubscribe me to roller coaster of highs and lows of stress responses of being like a hustle fucking business owner unsubscribe me to bullshit unsubscribe me to fucking just fuck off like I'm here this is what we're doing and I just love it I just love it so much and I'm so thankful that this is our life and this is my job like it blows my mind yesterday when we had 26 of our ladies lifting cheering crying hugging oh just this is my life like it's truly a you know it's truly a pinch your skin and and, and pinch yourself but this is what's happening so it's just it's just amazing so yeah that's kind of my download um I didn't think I was gonna cry but you know <laughs> like I'm such a crier for those for those of you that have not met me in person I am a crier and and that's okay like I was yesterday at our um, lifting party we have awards that we give to our community so every 12 months we have our values awards so six awards in which our gym was built on and I literally pre-framed it when I was giving also awards to my staff members and I said look I'm gonna cry we're gonna try and get through it either way but we're all a bit of a hot mess right like I'm a hot mess and I still seem to do all right I'm a hot mess that has three businesses that has a staff that has staff has a family that has an amazing community and every fucking day I mess up every day I say to my gym manager bro when I get in what am I doing today and we just look at each other and we laugh because it's like shit we are the two people we are two people that are running this joint and (laughs) 
it's okay to be a hot mess. It's okay to not know things. It's okay to figure it out along the way because we literally are figuring everything out along the way. And I've been figuring business ownership out for the last four years. And every year that I stay in this industry and every year that my gym stays open and thrives, I learn another layer and I become... I was going to say mature, but that's the wrong thats the wrong word. I definitely don't feel like I'm more mature. I just feel like, I don't know, more, maybe more mature in like my business acumen. Like I definitely feel like I'm becoming a, like a, a better businesswoman every year that I stay in. Um, and that's really like when I actually, when I think about what even it is to me to say I'm becoming a better, better businesswoman. No, I'm going to retract that. What I think is happening is honestly, I just feel like I'm becoming a like a more aligned version of myself, uh, a person that is not afraid to be who she is and a person that will run her business truest to her community and truest to herself. That's what I feel happens the longer that I stay in. So I just feel like I'm becoming more row and I'm, I am more row the longer that I stay and the older that I get. Like I'm 33 now and oh my God. Like when I, it's weird for those of you in your 30s, like, you know, when you tick a box and like I remember when I first started ticking like the late 20s and going into the 30 box, you're like, oh my God, you see someone on TV and it says the age. And I remember looking at them and they'd be like, it would say like, you know, like The Bachelor, fucking all of that shit and be like, this person is 30 years old and you'd be in your mid 20s, you're like, oh my God, that's so old. Now when you see that and you look at someone that's like, 30 and I'm actually older than someone that's 30 I look at Liam my husband I say oh my god like do we do we look old like who are we now we are like almost mid-30s with a child who we're married we have a mortgage like we're getting mid-30s now and it's just it's very weird to me because the older that I get like I just feel more youthful like I feel I feel more sprightly. I feel more energized. I just, I don't know. It's it's like legitimately like I feel younger. And like I have green hair right now. Um, and I still wear the same clothes that I wore when I was like 20 something. I still have the same pairs of shoes that when I was 20 something because I just feel young. And although a gray hair in my head is saying otherwise and the wrinkles around my eyes... <laughs> as saying otherwise I truly think it's because I just I'm becoming I'm more aligned and I'm more you know I'm living the life that is truest to me and that that feels youthful so that's kind of my musings for um four years as business ownership I hope you got some nuggets from that um or maybe not maybe it's just a bit of a fucking ramble but that's that's where I'm at and that's business ownership for me that's four years of running a gym and actually I'm going to let you in on a little something um so for those of you that follow me on Instagram I put up a story like a week or so ago so you might have missed it um we were looking at a new location and we are going to be moving for sure so we are definitely we've definitely outgrown our space um our community will be getting bigger um but again not as so big that I don't know who these people are but we need more space so tomorrow I'm looking at the same location for the second time and it's magnificent oh my gosh it's huge and my we've got someone coming down that's actually going to be looking at helping us like um size up how much gear we might need 
I when we went in, so me and Sly, so my PA Sly, um, we had already done up numbers prior to looking at facilities going, you know, this is going to be our max rent and this is the floor space that we're looking at. But I went and saw this place and I was like, it's fucking well over what we wanted for rent. Um, and the floor space is much bigger. But when we've been thinking and we've been sitting on it, I said, I actually think we're going to outgrow the original floor space size that we had talked about. What do we need to do to make this bigger space a, a, an actual reality? And we all feel the same. We feel excited about this. So I'm so excited to go and look at this property again tomorrow because the, this feels like it's it. Um, and this is like a next big challenge for me. So it's not that business ownership isn't challenging for me right now, but like I kind of know what I'm doing with my current reality. Like my gym's ticking along. Our community are just doing what they're doing. My staff, you know, they, the more I let them run their own race and the more I loosen the reins and give them freedom, the more they prove to me that I don't need to worry about them. They, they're amazing human beings with so much talent and I've just got to let them fly as well. So my business is doing what they're doing, um, but we need more space for more things for my three businesses now. And that's where Empire, um, that's my new gym. So it's going to be called Empire because we got to house fucking queens. We need a new house for new queens. And Empire is it, a mecca of all things women and strength. So that's us and I'll keep everyone in the loop with what's happening with the new facility. And that's the next journey for us is going from where we are now to pretty much tripling the size. And that's going to face a whole new level of challenges. But like I'm so, I'm so ready now. I had a lot of downtime over the last like three months. Um, I've just taken it pretty chill post-COVID because I felt it and I needed it. Um, but I'm ready to gear up again. So watch this fucking space. Empire's coming and the bitches be crazy. Um, so yes, thank you for listening. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye.